please join in our entrance hymn number 376, Here I Am, Lord. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. A very warm welcome to our Sunday celebration of Mass on the day in which the Church celebrates the 31st Sunday in Ordinary Time. As we begin our Mass, we invite the young children uh, to go to the hall, included in that is the group of uh, First Communicants as well. Today at Mass we hear in the Gospel the story of Zacchaeus, which is a great story that reminds us of repentance and change of ways. 
To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, ever Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Almighty and merciful God, by whose gift your faithful offer you right and praiseworthy service, grant, we pray, that we may hasten without stumbling to receive the things you have promised, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. reading from the Book of Wisdom. In your sight, Lord, the whole world is like a grain of dust that tips the scales, like a drop of morning dew falling on the ground. Yet you are merciful to all because you can do all things and overlook men's sins so that they can repent. Yes, 
You love all that exists. You hold nothing of what you have made in abhorrence. For had you hated anything, you would not have formed it. And how, had you not willed it, could a thing persist? How be conserved, if not called forth by you? You spare all things, because all things are yours, Lord, lover of life. You whose imperishable spirit is in all. Little by little, therefore, you correct those who offend. You admonish and remind them of how they have sinned, so that they may abstain from evil and trust in you, Lord. The word of the Lord. second letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. We pray continually that our God will make you worthy of his call and by his power fulfill all your desires for goodness and complete all that you have been doing through faith. Because in this way the name of our Lord Jesus Christ will be glorified in you and you in him. By the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. To turn now, brothers, to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and how we shall all be gathered around him, please do not get excited too soon or alarmed by any prediction or rumour or any letter 
claiming to come from us, implying that the day of the Lord has already arrived. The word of the Lord. that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life Alleluia 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 The Lord be with you A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus entered Jericho and was going through the town when a man whose name was Zacchaeus made his appearance. He was one of the senior tax collectors and a wealthy man. He was anxious to see what kind of man Jesus was, but he was too short and could not see him for the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to catch a glimpse of Jesus who was to pass that way. And when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and spoke to him, Zacchaeus, come down, hurry, because I must stay at your house today. And he hurried down and welcomed him joyfully. Now they all complained when they saw what was happening. He has gone to stay at a sinner's house, they said. But Zacchaeus stood his ground and said to the Lord, Look, sir, I am going to give half my property to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody, I will pay them back four times the amount. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek out and save what was lost. The Gospel of the Lord. Everyone I think knows the story of Oliver Twist by Charles Dickens. If you've not read the book itself, then maybe you've seen the musical uh, version of it in 1968. It came out in 1968 which is shown to this very day. Of course, it's an entertaining story about a boy called Oliver who ends up in the poor house, but secretly he's the son and member of a family of very rich people. Of course, he's treated very badly in his youth, and he eventually goes to work at the age of just eight years. But then he runs away to London and is enlisted in a group of street children who are thieves are led by a shady character called Fagin. Oliver himself proves pretty useless at the stealing uh, and eventually the criminals whom he associates with uh, begin to know his true identity and try to take advantage of him. He in the end is reunited with his family who have been looking for him all the time and some of the criminals in the story come to a bad end. 
It's a great story, but below the surface, Charles Dickens has a very powerful uh, reason for telling this tale. The strong undertones and warnings in it. The story is really about the cruel treatment of orphans in the 19th century who are reared for the workhouse and child labour. Groups of children who very often went on to become street children living in dire poverty and employed amongst gangs of thieves. And Dickens himself in the tale mocks the hypocrisies of the time, so-called respectable people who allow children to work long hours and dangerous jobs, and of course, eventually, these children uh, find themselves in a life of crime. It paints a very unromantic portrayal of what criminal life would have been like in the 19th century, children who are used, women who are beaten, violence that is not far away. By contrast to the story of Oliver Twist, we are not given much insight, if you like, into the man called Zacchaeus from the Gospel passage today, how he came to be dishonest, if you like. But some of the pieces we can easily put together to form a story about what really is happening here. It tells us that he lives in a town called Jericho, which in actual fact was the centre of trade for balsam in those days, which was a very expensive spice. The town itself had merchants who became very wealthy uh, on the back of this trade. Zacchaeus is perhaps one of those rich merchants because the story itself is quick to tell us that he is a very wealthy man. These merchants were able to become even more wealthy when they were able to uh, take possession of franchises to organise the tax system. And from this, they themselves collected the taxes and they would be able to obviously uh, have a considerable fee for their troubles. These men uh, often were hated and despised uh, because they were collecting taxes for the Romans, but also because of the shady practices that went alongside with what they were doing. Jesus himself in the story meets this man and somehow he knows his name, although he's not met him. Perhaps it's only because of the fact that he's well known. But instead of shunning him as he's expected to do, he invites himself to Zacchaeus' house and eats with him too. This very action would have been loaded with meaning. To be in the house of someone like this, to eat with him, would have been associating with him, and in the minds of the times, would be infecting yourself with someone that you sat down with who was bad. Jesus seems not to mind anything of this at all, and seems to rise above what people are saying of him. Then comes the most important and astonishing part of the story. Somehow, because of what Jesus has done on this occasion, the man himself promises to give give half his wealth to the poor. If you know anything about rich people and wealthy people, the last thing very often that they want to do is to give their money away, and certainly not to the poor. They often want to keep it and to make more. But of course that's not the end of the promise that he makes too, because to anybody that he has extorted and stole anything from, he promises to return four times the amount that he might have taken from them. 
These words are astonishing when you think of it, because what we're hearing is this man is making restitution for the things that he has done wrong in his life. It's very easy, isn't it, sometimes to be sorry for the things that you've done, but sometimes very hard to repair the damage uh, which you've done, which this man seeks, obviously, to do. Even if this wasn't Jesus, even if this wasn't in the Bible, it would be a remarkable story and something that you would listen to very closely. At the end of the story, Jesus simply calls him a true son of Abraham and says at the end something that's very important, that he comes to save that which is lost. Surely those words are not a throwaway line, but something that we all have to listen to. If there was any criticism that I could make of Oliver Twist uh, and the story that Charles Dickens tells, is it's a kind of happy ending and a kind of sweet and saccharine ending as well. It's all right for Oliver Twist. He gets reunited with his family and with those that love him. But what about those poor children? What about those children who eventually will die in poverty, cut off from everyone? Their dishonesty, their thievery, their violence... Is painted in the blackest of terms. Is there no redemption for them? By contrast, the story of Zacchaeus itself is actually a story of redemption. The man who makes mistakes, who's made these many mistakes, uh, is offered redemption. The man who has committed many crimes is offered forgiveness. The man who has sinned over and over again has his sins cancelled out. He has a chance to change his ways and to make good some of the hurt and damage that he's caused. In the end, he is called, for all of this, a true son of Abraham. And it's the very reason that Jesus has come into the world, to save that which was lost. If we take the story of Zacchaeus seriously then, what we're hearing of is a redeemed world, a different world, where sins are forgiven, where mistakes are cancelled, where people get a second chance, where damage can be repaired, where people can reform and change their ways. This is actually the world that we believe in, a world that is a better world, a world to hope in, a world not of perfect people, but of imperfect people, a world in which forgiveness is possible and in which people can live again. We're told over and over again, if you listen closely to the gospel, that Jesus comes to set people free. And is that not just exactly what happens to Zacchaeus? He is set free. There's a telling phrase in the gospel of today's Mass. I've come to save that which was lost. Those words are worth thinking about over and over again for all of us. He's come to save that which is lost. It's a different world that God himself wishes for us here and now. A new world, a better world. (laughs) I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, Light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For as men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven 
and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Though I walk in the valley of darkness, I should fear no ill, for you are there at my side with your crook and staff. We take courage once again that God is with us in our life. For those 39 people who lost their lives travelling to our country, and for the families in Vietnam who grieve their loss. Lord, hear us. Lord, gracious hear us. For an end to the misery of human trafficking that degrades and puts men and women in terrible danger. Lord, hear us. Lord, gracious hear us. For the many people whom we remember during the month of November who have died. Lord, hear us. Lord, gracious hear us. For our country at this time, when we are thinking about electing a government to lead us. Lord, hear us. Lord, gracious hear us. For those suffering from the effects of global warming in fires and floods and other natural disasters, that all of those who are caught up in these things may get all the help they need. Lord, hear us. For those looking after someone who is sick or elderly, that they may have the strength always to care and support them. Lord, hear us. Lord, gracious hear us. For all who have died, Joseph Clements and George King, and all of those we are asked to remember, Lord, hear us. Almighty God, you pour into our hearts the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and you raise us up when we fall down, and you lift us up when we feel we have no strength. Listen now to our prayers, which we renew in hope and confidence through Christ our Lord.
join at hymn number 122, All That I Am. that my sacrifice endures may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May these offerings, O Lord, become for us a pure oblation and for us a holy outpouring of your mercy. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Father most holy, through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, your word through whom you made all things, whom you sent as our Saviour and Redeemer, incarnate by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin. Fulfilling your will and gaining for your holy people, he stretched out his hands as he endured his passion, so as to break the bonds of death and manifest the resurrection. And so with the angels and saints, we declare your glory as with one voice we acclaim.
Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. And in a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held as worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you all. Let's offer one another a sign of peace.
Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb.
please join in hymn number 662, Only a Shadow. Let us pray. May the working of your power, O Lord, increase in us, we pray, so that renewed by these heavenly gifts, we may be prepared by your gift for receiving what they promise. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Just to remind you that there's prayers at Westburn Cemetery today at uh, two o'clock, not looking very promised weather-wise, but uh, if you can make it down uh, for that time, uh, then obviously the prayers will start at that time and then there'll be the blessing of the graves as well. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, 
Son and Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Please join in our final hymn, They Are Awaiting for Our Petitions. Thank you.